So welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Welsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. In this show, we hope to bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awaken. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way or ascending on their spiritual path. Things are changing from a third or fourth dimensional world to something different, and we're expanding our world from duality to a world where we are back to all one. And we're interested in new ways to create within ourselves, with others, and with our world. We've noticed we can connect with spirit fast move energy around quicker and time is speeding up the way we use words is changing carrying new vibrations and the way we interpret events is expanding we're letting go of old ways of thinking and beliefs that do not serve us anymore the way we define love is getting bigger and there are always bigger brighter ways to surf so grab your boards my special guest star today is author Jaden Sterling he speaks internationally on topics including how to activate your mind body spirit for success discovering your destiny and how to turn your passion into profit he's a leader in the new thought field of law of attraction and manifesting and Jaden teaches by drawing from his personal experiences that led him to become one of the top 1% income earners in the United States at the age of 26 and to develop a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio in his 30s. He's the author of the best-selling book, The Alchemy of True Success and Manifesting Wealth and Wisdom Daily Oracle Cards that I've used myself and also he hosts Sold to Profit Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Jaden is committed to sharing how to access that special place inside yourself so that you too can experience true success and live a life of freedom. He's coming to us today from British Columbia. So welcome, Jaden. Thank you, Christy. It's so great to be here with you. It's been such a long time since we talked. I love to hear what waves you're surfing today. Yeah, definitely. I know it's been quite a while and I'm excited to get to connect back in with you and, and with your listeners. So what I'm seeing in, in my business and with my clients, there's a a real opening that is being presented for people to step into their purpose. And that's really refreshing because, you know, I've seen people over the years really struggling with that, knowing that there's something deeper within them, you know, like they have a, a message or a gift inside of them, but they haven't up until now, they haven't been able to put it together in terms of what their message is and then the actual steps they need to take in order for that to happen. So I'm seeing this opening and it started like four months ago or so. It's been relatively yeah. recently. You've probably felt it too, that there's a real shift in energy that rather than, you know, people uh, walking into difficulties or challenges or like the wind into their face, what we're seeing is it the winds have shifted and now they're able to catch that wave and ride that wave all the way into the beach. And it's been really, really awesome to experience. Yeah, I would have to agree about sometime earlier this year, it just sort of like a switch got turned on somewhere. Very, maybe it was that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the soul's purpose switch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There are a couple of words that I think the definitions of are changing and purpose would be one of them. And and when I think about purpose, and maybe you can help me tell folks out there what, what you mean by that, but how I sort of interpret it is that people get to bring all of themselves to whatever they're, whatever it is they're doing. And that's an incredible interpretation. It's all of them. It's their interests. It's their hopes and dreams. It's their skill set. It's their mindset. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's a, and in addition to that, it's a physiological experience. You know, it's what feels good from the inside out. And that's really how I define soul's purpose. Yeah. Feels good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think we've gotten to that place before this lifetime. It's like things have, when things feel bad, you know what to do. But when things feel good, it's like, oh, my God, I don't know if my world's falling apart or it's coming together or what, what is happening right now. Yeah, you kind of feel like you're in the, you're in the uh, spin cycle, you know, in the washing machine yeah. and you're spinning around and it doesn't feel good. But the great news is if you stay in that, if you actually allow yourself to finish that cycle, you'll end up getting to the point where you're going to align more with what you're truly here to do. You know, the, and the thing that struck me the most about this, Christy, is I read a poll. It was like a, from a Gallup poll survey. Yeah. You know, I think it was like 2012 where it said 70% of all employees are really dissatisfied with their jobs. I think they even used a stronger word than that. Like maybe the word hate, they hate their jobs. And, and I thought that is a tremendous percentage in North America of people. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that way anymore. You know, the, there's an opening here that people can step into where they can say, enough's enough. I'm dissatisfied with my work. I know there's something more. And let's explore what that is. And that's the cool thing of what's happening now. There's this exploration that's taking place where people are recognizing within themselves, there's so much more than, you know, going to that nine to five job, paying the bills, um, you know, there's just so much more uh, out there for us and to the point of, of a fulfilling life. And that's the key, you know, is really aligning with, with things that are fulfilling for people. Yeah. So tell me more about that word fulfill. So fulfilling has a lot to do with contribution and that is how you feel fulfillment and, you know, a lot of times society is geared for people to be consumers, you know, to spend, spend, spend and take, take, take. But the reality is we start to feel, you know, that can feel bad, too, within us, because after a certain time, you know, you can only have so much stuff and you can only do so many things. And it's like, OK, wait a second. I still don't feel fulfilled. But it's easy to justify, because if you're in a job that you don't enjoy, there's a part of us that needs to, you know, needs to fill that, that space inside of us that's discontented, but we don't recognize that it's really what we're doing in our workplace that is bringing us the, the unfulfillment. So then we need to turn our focus to, well, what does fulfill us? You know, what, what does light us up and makes, make us feel good? And how do we contribute to others? And I think that's the key. It's really being of service to others and doing things where you're giving back and uh, but in a way that makes you feel good. And we got to go with that gut feeling thing, you know, that internal guidance system that we all have, but not a lot of us acknowledge. So, Jaden, maybe you could share some of your, I guess, development or personal stories about jumping off that train of the nine to five type of job to just something different. And I guess I'm sort of describing that as, you know, let's say right now you're in a job that's just, it's just hamster wheel all the time. And then how do you jump off of that? It's like, there's this metaphysical dream of writing a book and being on a beach and writing and all that. And that might be true for some folks that that's what they want, but other folks want to just do a lot more other stuff, yeah. just all sorts of stuff. Maybe you could share a little bit more. Yeah, it's a great question, Christy. So, you know, for any of those listen, any of our listeners out there who are find themselves in that situation where you're in a job, you know, maybe it's a nine to five, maybe it's an eight to six, you know, where you're working a lot of hours 
and you're frustrated and you know there's much more inside. So what I say is the first thing is create a R&D part of your life and it's research, ah. research and development, right? I mean, every big yeah. company has that. They have a research and development uh, division. And so we need to create that for our lives and we need to research the things that really light us up, you know, the things that we get excited about. And you know what those things are. You know, you do them on the weekends or you do them in your free time or maybe there's a certain genre of magazines you like to read or books that you like to read. And so there's this innate skill set inside of us that is wanting to come out. But first, it starts with a little bit of research. And that's what I would say to our listeners is set some time aside every day and start to notice and recognize what you are drawn to, you know, what what you are innately feel really positive about, you know, if it's if it's personal development, great, you know, maybe you're someone who has a message to share in the personal development arena. If it's uh, a healer, you know, if you have if you're drawn to healing modalities and taking healing courses, then that could very well be something that is for you to explore even more. So I just say, you know, start exploring and opening up to the possibilities that more exists beyond the hamster wheel. And when you start to do that, then start to recognize where you're drawn to, you know, what you what you're led to, what books you're led to, what online courses you're led to, what on uh, live courses that you're led to. And then start to notice, too, and I find this a lot. You probably do. Christy is the people that start showing up in my life. And the things that they start to say, right, like the, the things will come out of their mouth and you're thinking to yourself, wow, I was just thinking about that or I was needing more information about that topic. And that's the beauty of the universe. They, it simply aligns everything around our vibrational mindset and physical body that we desire to experience. And it will line people up for you, helpful people. It'll align Anything that you need in terms of information, because information is easy, as we know, it's out there on the Internet. It's free virtually, you know, like you can find out anything about anything, really, uh, and then decide what you want to develop. And that's the second part of the R&D is, you know, get clear about that. What is it that you want to develop? And in the meantime, keep your J-O-B so money's not stressing you out and you're not, um, you know, putting a lot of pressure on this new business or idea that you have to share with others so that you know you don't you don't burn the business out it needs time to develop just like it takes 9 months for a baby to develop in the womb i mean it means it needs time to mature and and then once the baby is born you know it still needs to be taken care of and nurtured and and same with the business you know it takes a minimum 9 to 12 months to really wrap your mind around what you want to offer others unless this, this is something that you've been thinking about for years you know if it's something that has been on your heart and on your mind for a very long period of time then maybe it'll take less but on average i'm seeing with my clients it's about a 9 month period for you to really hone in on what you want to share with others and during that time keep your job because that's really, really important. Yeah, I agree. There's not a requirement to like suffer to have your dream. And I think yeah. there was something about that that was pervasive, you know, for me at least growing up, that somehow it was going to hurt if you were going to do the thing that you'd love. Yeah. I don't know where I got that from. Crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I think we're in a, an amazing creative time right now. And I'm not sure if it's just 
the astrological stuff going on or it's just more information as beings that we have available to us. I mean, I guess it's a big combination of things. What about like groups of folks coming together to work together? Have you noticed something changing with that too? Yeah, that's a really good point. I have seen more and more of that, you know, where people can look at their particular skill sets and go, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really wanting someone who is much more creative, you know, maybe someone's more analytical. And I think I think that can be done really well as long as people aren't making the mistake of aligning with people just like themselves, because it's less helpful if you're duplicating what you already have in terms of a skill set. It's much more helpful if you bring someone on board with you who has a different skill set that you may not have, and then you combine your, your synergies to create something even greater. Yeah, I like that. It kind of changes that idea of competition. It does. It completely reframes it. And when we do that, when we realize that we can connect with other people, I think we can move projects together much faster than being the solopreneur out there, you know, who struggles with every aspect of business. I, I don't think it needs to be that way any longer. And, and I agree with you. I think that there's a lot of really positive things that can come from collaborations. So you gave us some ideas of how to sort of start with moving off the hamster wheel into... <laughs> our own internal R&D. I love that. Um, What would be something else you could recommend? Okay. So after some R&D has been done, I think the next step is validation. You have to validate whatever it is that you desire to bring to the marketplace. And what that means is, do people want what I have? And validation can come from, you know, if you're, if you're that healer that I described, someone who, who is drawn to healing modalities and says, okay, I I really believe I'm a healer. healer. I want to really assist people with that then start working on friends and family. And in return, you know, you don't have to charge right away, but in return, get feedback and testimonials so that you can use them on, you know, your social media pages or, or um, websites. So I think that's really, really important is there has to be validation for a product or service in the marketplace. You know, you got to know, okay, do people want what I have? And then who are those people? And often people describe them as, you know, their target audience or target market. And, and I think that's a really important step to take. One thing I can help people kind of hack their way through to get to this point fairly quickly is what I've noticed with, particularly with my students in this process is looking at who, who is similar to you. And that's, that's been a, in terms of finding your ideal client. That's been a really interesting thing because most people are drawn to you because of who you are, your past, you know, your, what you've gone through, and then the end result of what you're offering. So typically what we're finding is customers are more aligned with, with who you are individually than with some other, you know, if you're a baby boomer, chances are millennials aren't going to be, although depending on your product or service may not be your target audience, but it's easier to market to a subset or a group of people that you know really well and people know them, hopefully know themselves well and can easily step into that um, providing a product or service for their peers. Yeah. It's like you have to share yourself a little bit more. You do. You got to get really, you know, you got to do that V word, that being vulnerable and, <laughs> and, and yeah, sharing who you are and your story because stories are huge. People, that's the word is history. It's like his story, her, her story, yeah. you know, people really relate to stories and they connect in with that. 
what about the vulnerability well, piece? Yeah, so the vulnerability piece is you know letting people know in any kind of product or service I think that people are wanting. And, and as we talk about this soul's purpose idea is that there's a lot of – typically there's a lot of passion behind it. And passion generally comes out of maybe it's been a challenge that you've had to overcome or something that you've had to personally deal with. And then as you've successfully come out of that situation, you can teach people that process. So maybe it's, you know, you someone has battled cancer and they figured out this really unique way of completely healing from cancer. Well, they're going to have to share their, their story through that process, mm-hmm. you know, their struggles, their challenges, the, the uh, hurt and pain that went along with that. And oftentimes we're afraid to do that. You know, we, we don't want to be vulnerable. It's a scary place to go to because we think, well, people won't like us. They won't like our message or they won't buy into it. But the opposite ends up happening is we really connect in with people on a much deeper level when they know that we too have struggled and have had difficulty in our life. I know. It's kind of amazing that that's not something that you or I were taught in business school. <laughs> exactly. They will not teach you this in business school. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Instead, we get to hear about that you should have your elevator pitch ready, the three minutes taking the elevator that you have to have for your business, but actually you need it for yourself. You do. I heard this great quote. I was listening to Bloomberg Radio the other day, and I forget who was on. on it, was a, it was a group of startup entrepreneurs, and one guy said something really profound. He said, there's margin in meaning. And I really like that because what he's saying is, you know, there's profitability in in the story in a meaningful story that you can tell someone or tell your target audience. So, yeah, I think I don't I don't think we can back away from that. I think we need to really lean into that and step into that place of being vulnerable and letting and making that be okay, you know, letting it be okay when you're on stage and you're you're really sharing from the heart and if and if it invokes tears then let them flow. You know, let, allow for that. And people, I think people really appreciate that. I think they do. I've seen a couple of examples of that over the last couple of years. And, you know, meaning's going to make more sense to me somehow. Because of that's the kind of a, emotion? That's kind of a pun. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Of, yeah. I think because of the emotion. And I think for a long time, it's been a little bit taboo to use emotion in a business sense. Oh, totally. You know, they want the high level rah, rah, rah motivation, which is different than inspiration, by the way. And I think that when we allow ourselves to be real on stage or vulnerable, then people get inspired by that because they go, oh, this person's totally real. And and they've been through, you know, they've been dragged through the mud and yet they can still they've survived it. You know, and I think it really gives people hope because every, you know, everyone has a challenge or challenges they've gone through and we need to embrace those and weave them into a story in terms of what we're offering as a product or service. I, I really feel strongly about that. I think so too. So how do folks get a handle on their story? Well, you know, <laughs> that's a great question. They can, I mean, there are certain strategies that you can do. You can do a, what's called a timeline uh, story, which is... You sit down and you go back to memories that invoke feelings within you that were either extremely positive or extremely hurtful. 
And what you do is you make – you get one of those big you know, sheets of paper mm-hmm. like on a flip chart that has the sticky thing on the top, and you put it on your wall, yeah. okay? And then you divide that into three columns. So the, to the left is that incident and, and start back into your first memory. What is your very first memory of an incident that was impactful to you? And the next column is did it positively impact you? And the last column is did it – I can't – I don't really like the word negatively impact you, but did it cause – what word do we want to use? Change. Change. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Did it cause yeah. change? And then walk through that, you know, throughout your life where you, you know, was your first memory four years old and you were, um, you know, wanting love from your from your parents and they were going out with their friends. So they said to you, you know what, you need to just just chill out. There's a babysitter here. We'll deal with this when we got home, when we get home. And did you cry yourself to sleep or something like that? You know, what was your earliest memory? And then go to the next memory. And then what happened? How did that impact you? And then on and on and on until you're, you know, you filled up the sheet. So that's one of the most powerful ways. So then look at those, look at those events and then try to, you know, weave them into the story of why you do what you do. Like, I'll give you an example. Do we have time for an example? Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, when you and I talked last, I was really geared up more into working with corporations and doing corporate trainings. And then over the last, actually only recently, did I realize that this is not exciting for me. It's not really what I want to do. I didn't feel like I was making the impact that I wanted to make. And then I recalled a time when I was in the in my business, the height of, you know, I built a, like you had mentioned on my intro, I built a large real estate company. It was a $12.5 million company. And I did that within seven years. But I was a slave to my business. I was right there in the 70% of folks who hate their jobs. I feel like I had a job that I hated. So I'm in this business, working my butt off, and then I get a phone call. And it's my twin brother. And he says he has cancer, stage four, and he has two years to live. And right wow. there, yeah, that was huge. Right there, I said, oh, my God, I've got to figure this out. So I was living in Florida at the time, and he's in Philadelphia. And my number one goal at that time was how can I spend as much time with my brother over the next two years? That's all that I wanted to do was spend time with him. So literally in an airplane, I crafted a plan. I called it my freedom strategy. And it was a plan to work not so much in my business but more on my business. And during those two years that I spent with my brother, all the time, you know, I kept hearing this thing repeatedly over and over again. And that was, he would say to me things like, you know, I just don't feel like I really lived. And I don't feel like I truly aligned with my purpose. Like, I don't even know why I'm here. So here's a guy, you know, in his late 30s, had a job, had two, a wife, two kids, you know, supposedly the American dream, you know, everything that, that, you know, drove a Mercedes, lived in the house, belonged to the country club kind of thing and was and hated his life. He was just miserable. And right then, Christy, I realized that is my purpose. It is to help people who are in that situation in their life and to get out of it, you know, to get off the hamster wheel, to figure out what their purpose is and to create something that they can truly love and be fulfilled by. So, you know, that's why I do what I do. And my mission now is to help 1 million people discover their purpose and to live a millionaire lifestyle. 
And that mission, you know, that mission was born out of that two-year period of listening to my brother repeat over and over again how he felt like he didn't truly live and he didn't know why he was here. So, you know, that's sort of an example of how people can look at their life, go back to experiences that, that forced change or caused change, and then build a business around it. It seems like what we think sometimes is our like business strategy, it may not actually be what needs to occur, and that sort of evolves. So your experiences with your brother are so rich with um, experience and sharing and family and, and all of that, and yet now you've taken and transformed your whole world and that of others, using all of that experience to assist others. Yeah, that that's it. And it took dramatic change. I ended up selling my company and moving to a whole nother country because I met a woman, a, the woman of my dreams, and we got married. And because when I was working so much in my business, you know, 14 hours a day, I didn't have time for relationship. So my life became much richer and fuller as I let go of things. And that's part of the process to another step of stepping off that hamster wheels. We have to let go of the addiction to paychecks. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Because I still think I'm I'm there. Like I just, I'm not sure why I need a paycheck, but it seems to do a something. Oh, it totally does. I mean, it, it valid, it does. Let's think about this on emotional, other than financially, emotionally, it validates our, our worth because we think, well, I'm, you know, I'm giving so many of my hours of time and then in return, I'm getting paid for that. So not only it's a validation for our, our personal worth, um, but it's also, you know, a, a way to, to pay the bills, right? I mean, that's because we're all told that we need to, you know, have expensive cars and expensive homes and that has changed, you know, whereas in the 40s and 50s, the average home size was 1,200 square feet. It is now today 2,700 square feet. So a lot of people have bought into, you know, a bigger home, better life kind of idea, and that's not the case at all. That's a very that that is the thing that keeps people hooked into the paycheck uh, addiction is you know more expensive homes, more expensive cars, more, more, more. When the truth is to live a fulfilling life, it's actually a matter of less, less, less. You know, yeah. right. What can what can we let go of? What what no longer serves us? What doesn't fulfill us? Stuff just complicates things. You know, homes don't necessarily get bigger as more stuff comes in. They get smaller because of clutter and, you know, stuff. Right. Like we know stuff. Everything has energy. It holds energy. So the more stuff you put in your space, the the less comfortable you actually feel. I know. I just think about how many times, you know, I've had to clean stuff out and move stuff around and give stuff away. And, and all of that has been very uh, therapeutic. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, and I think I've done a lot better in that respect of, you know, I think there's a negative connotation with living within a certain space, like you're downsizing. But actually, it frees you up to move around a lot more on this planet. So it's just an interesting thing. Like we, we think that the bigger house is going to give you some sort of sense of satisfaction, but it actually allows you to just 
let your stories not be heard. It's like you're yeah. kind of like, like that's a brilliant hungering quote. down in like this bunker of like your little McMansion, and like it just doesn't really work. It doesn't work. It it literally keeps you trapped because you're you're either cleaning it, paying for it, or filling it up because yeah. you know of all that space. And it's like holy smokes, all none of those are good outcomes, right? Like it can't lead to a good outcome. And then. So then what ends up happening is, you know, you get one of those and you're like, oh, it's all filled up with nice stuff, furniture, whatever. And you're like, oh, I'm still not fulfilled. And then my thing, then I went out and bought a second home. I'm like, well, if it's not, if it's obviously if one home isn't going to fill me up, then obviously I need a summer vacation home somewhere else in the mountains that I can fill up too. And then at the end of the day, you kind of go, this is silly. Okay, this doesn't work, whether I have one or two homes or one or two cars or whatever, right? Like it just doesn't work. So then you have to have a come to Jesus meeting and say to yourself, all right, then what is going to make me happy? You know, what is it going to take for me to live a fulfilled life? And that is an incredible conversation to have with yourself. Yeah, it is. It changes everything. It does. So, yeah. so Jaden, what's next for you? What What's coming up in your world? Well, I have big visions of living in a tiny house. And <laughs> I really do, Christy. I'm like, I am so obsessed right now with the tiny house movement. And, you know, I, and my wife is laughing at me. She's like, okay, so let me get this straight. You're going to move us with two kids into a uh, 174 square foot home and on wheels. And no, that's not necessarily it, but I'm a big believer in, in this freedom equation. Freedom is my number one value. So the next thing for me is how can I assist 1 million people to align with their purpose and to live a millionaire lifestyle. And when I say millionaire lifestyle, what I mean is time freedom, you know, where yeah. there's like no debt and people have the time and the freedom to do what they're, what fills them up and what's fulfilling to them. So that's next for me. In fact, I'm, I'm dropping all my corporate clients. I'm no longer working with corporations. I'm working with individuals. I'm like this crusader, Christy. I'm on a mission, <laughs> total crusader out there who's like, all right, all right, entrepreneurs, individuals, you know, employees, bring it because I'm going to help you get out of that, the confines of that J-O-B, get over that paycheck addiction, and let's get you into what you're here to do. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the quickest way to change the planet. I'm hoping. That's my that's gonna be my contribution and my legacy for sure. Oh, so awesome. Thank you. So where can folks find you? Well they can go to in fact I have a free home study course. It's called How to How to Manifest Your Big Goals and Dreams. And it's at Soul S O U L T O Profit P R O F I T dot com. All they need to do is put their email address in there and they get instant access to the home study course. All right. Awesome. And they can find you on Blog Talk Radio too. They can. My show, like you had mentioned, thank you for that, is Sold to Profit Radio. It's a weekly show. Every Wednesday I broadcast uh, a live show and it's 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And I bring on wonderful people like you and authors and speakers who are doing great things, changing the world and who are aligned with their purpose. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Jada, for surfing the psychic waves with us today. My pleasure, Christy. Thanks for having me.